hppodcraft.com. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the HP Lovecraft Literary Podcast bonus content show for March. I am Chad Pfeiffer. And I'm Chris Lackey. We are here exclusively on Patreon. Uh, last August, we did a bonus show we called Strategies. Strategies. We had fun doing it, <laughs> and we decided that we should do it again. It's uh, Strategies 2, Back in the Habit. <laughs> you know, but the go-to is Electric Boogaloo, but that's kind of played out these oh, days. Oh, boy, is it ever. So maybe Strategies 2, Super Babies? That's it. That would have been a good option as well. Nailed it. How is this game played? Well, basically, you and I pose different hypothetical scenarios and then talk through the strategies we would each use to deal with those scenarios. It's that simple. We encourage folks at home to play along in our Patreon comments section. Either tell us what you would do in these scenarios or come up with your own scenarios that you'd like us to pursue, perhaps in a future bonus show. We both just jotted down some different questions. Neither of us have have thought these things through ahead of time, which will become apparent as we go. (laughs) If you don't mind, Chris, I'd like to start. Okay. First, thank you so much for being here today. We're doing bonus content, and that's the only reason we're here today. No ulterior motives. Great. My first question, how would you like to make up to $350 a day selling products to your friends and family that they will absolutely love? That um, that sounds like a pyramid scheme. You don't even want to hear what the product is? Uh, What's the product? Dreams. I'm selling dreams. (laughs) Apparently you're not interested in that, so let's just move on to the game. Real first question. Okay, sure. You're at an event that Will Smith is hosting. Yes. I don't know how you got invited to this thing, but you actually are going to get a sit next to him at dinner and also his wife, Jada Pinkett Smith. Well, dude, I am the co-host of the HP Lovecraft Literary Podcast. Undoubtedly, that's what got you in the door. Of course. They are very charming people. You guys hit it off right away. But, you know, after dinner, as the dessert comes out, Will starts talking to you, kind of giving you a rap like I just did. And you realize that he is pitching you on a pyramid scheme, which is kind of crazy because it's Will Smith. You wouldn't think he'd need to do that kind of thing. But that's definitely what it is. He's got a little trifold prop that he's showing you with lots of uh, visuals on it. It's some kind of juice product. What? Now, you know that if you go in for this, or if at least you take this initial bait, you're probably going to get a hangout with Will a bit more. Probably at his home. <sighs> but if you just flat out go, dude, that's a pyramid scheme, that could be the end of the night for you. Yeah. So what do you do? Well, I've had this happen with real friends before. <laughs> I know. That's why. I got to say, I'm at the age, being 45 years old, the idea of hanging out with somebody just because they're a celebrity doesn't really have the appeal that it did when I was younger. Right. I'm trying to think of a celebrity that I would actually go, okay, sure. And I don't think I can think of one. You know, I'm being a little more Machiavellian about it in that I think I would I'd take that initial bait and at least go to the next presentation or something just to get a little more Will Smith time. And then I would tell him, filming a movie in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what we did when we got roped into Cutco when we were in high school. You remember that? That I was do. our stupid excuse. We could have just said like, no, I got another job. But instead we're like, we're both going to film a movie in Hawaii. And the guy yeah. was like, sure you are. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I'd come up with some excuse later. I, I'm less interested in hanging out with the celebrity, although I've heard that he's a darling. I'm sure he is. I'm sure he's great. It's It's a little more about the connections you might make. It might be good for us in some other way. So I'm kind of thinking about it. I get it. But the, like, the connections that you would make are going to be connections with people that are also involved in this ridiculous pyramid scheme. So I, I, it just doesn't seem like it would be something that would be ultimately worth it. Maybe out of just curiosity's sake, I might go to the next tier up before I actually have yeah. to put any money out. Right. I just feel like I'm so busy with everything that's going on in my life, with my children and my wife and my, my mm. jobs. Like to take that valuable time out to go maybe sit through a two or three hour presentation with the hopes of maybe getting a little bit more FaceTime with Will Smith. (laughs) It's just like, eh. 
Got it. All right. You get pulled over by a police officer for not mm-hmm. coming to a complete stop at a stop sign. It's happened to me. Yeah. How would you talk your way out of the ticket? I believe you talked your way out of it by saying you just broke up with your girlfriend or something, right? Didn't you have some kind of line like that? did. Well, that was running through a red light in the middle of the night. Uh I talked my way out of rolling through a stop sign (laughs) by commenting on the officer's engagement ring, which was gigantic. Uh And I said, whoa, is that an engagement ring? And she goes, yeah. And I said, it's huge. And she's like, yeah, it's pretty awesome, isn't it? And then she let me off with a warning. Wow. See, yeah, I get nervous around police. And then I also even get a little hostile, which I don't mean to. I don't know where it comes from. So I'm really bad at this kind of thing. Oh. But I just might say I got to get home because I'm taking care of, you know, my uh, there's there's a gap between childcare for my kid. Uh-huh. And I, I, I got to get home and take care of my kid. So I was rushing and I'm, I'm really sorry. That's plausible, right? That is possible. That's good. You can't just tell by looking at me that I'm not a father. Oh, no, right? no. You you're, can't just tell. You're, right? the, you're the right age. You're the right age. But you just yeah. got to be careful because sometimes they might go, oh, what's what's their name? How old are they? You got any pictures? Uh, Juniper, 32. And see, I'm already rude. I'm tanking the whole thing. 32? Why did I say that? <laughs> Juniper? You... <laughs> What's wrong with me? All right, here's something else crime-related. Okay. You're at Hot Topic with a casual friend. Okay. You know, maybe somebody you've gamed with a couple times, but you're not like buds. Okay. Okay, I'm with you. And uh, you're looking around, and he shoplifts right in front of you. Takes a little Batman shirt, Mm. (laughs) folds it up, puts it in his coat. Wow. Do you say anything? Do I narc on him? Is that what you're saying? You could say something to him. You could narc on him. I mean, how do you handle the situation? (sighs) I I wouldn't narc. I'd let him steal it. Mm -hmm. And then I would go, why did you do that? Like, what's, how old are you? What's wrong with you? Being like, I'm 32. My name's Juniper. What do you want to know? <laughs> I would do the same thing. I don't think, I would never narc on somebody. No. But I would have to be like, why? Why are you doing that? Do you really need that t-shirt that bad that you're just going to steal it? Is that what's going on in your life? Are you, or is it the thrill? What is happening that you're stealing, you're shoplifting? What if he just goes, I didn't do that, but I don't know what you're talking about. Well, then I. And it's like right there in his jacket and it's clear that he did it and he's just denying then it. Then I would just stop being friends with the guy. Yeah. If somebody like would lie to my face like that, they're not a good friend. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's a, it's simple fact. It's true. Here's one for you. Uh, would you change something in history knowing it might stop you from being born? Oh, right. Like you go back and kill Hitler, but as a butterfly effect kind of result, your parents don't meet or something yes, like exactly. that. Yes, exactly. There's that chance. Mm-hmm. That is really a tough one because I don't know if this is true or not, but we're supposed to learn from history, right? So yeah. here in the present, I we look back and I go, that's just the way things went. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it is tempting. Think of how many people you could save from a world war or from a massacre of some kind. But see, that's the thing that could happen with one of these is if you go back, let's say you go back and kill Hitler before mm-hmm. the Nazis take over. And so that whole thing doesn't happen. But a few years down the road, somebody who's just as crazy, if not crazier than Hitler, takes over. Right. They are successful. Oh, God. Oh, you, oh geez. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So like you might go back and change something, but actually by doing what you did, make things worse. We would have to be in a totally dystopian post-apocalyptic world for me to consider, I think, changing something in history. I agree. Like, I'm not saying the world is great right now, but there's still signs of progress all over the place, and we haven't totally the bed on it yet. No. Even though it would, I, I feel bad for people in history who had to suffer, I, yeah, I, I don't think I would change anything. And not just because it would stop me from being born, but just because... It could be worse. Yeah, exactly. Let me ask you this. You have to wear, I don't know for what reason, maybe a wizard casts a spell or something, but you have to wear a mask for six months out of the year. Oh. Every year. And it's a branded mask. It can't just be like a mask that looks like your face. It has to be merchandise and something. So oh. it's got to be... 
Bugs Bunny. Oh, God. Or Jessica Rabbit. Or I don't know why I'm only picking rabbit examples, but, you know, Iron Man, something like that. Oh, Iron Man. That's not so bad. What would the mask be? You think you'd go for Iron Man? Is this just like a face mask or is it like a whole head mask? It's a face mask. Let's say that. So it's got the kind of rubber band around the back. and Oh, God. The little slit you got to breathe through. You can smell your own breath while you're (laughs) Sucks. You get that weird interior sweat that builds up in those kinds of masks. But it's branded, and and that's going to be the expression that everybody sees. Wow. Half the year. Yeah, I guess I'm going to have to go with Iron Man. Yeah, kind of tipped it there. See, I liked Iron Man because he's not betraying any specific expression. Yeah, I wouldn't want to have some creepy smiling. Right. Something that was neutral. Spider-Man? Spider-Man's pretty neutral. Not not Iron Man, Spider-Man. Spider-Man, yes. Okay, cool. Good. Well, then there won't be two Iron Men running. That's perfect. (laughs) Okay. Now, hey, I got one for you. You're you're friends with Kurt Russell, and he loves having people over to his house and making them pancakes. Awesome. You've been over for breakfast. Kurt, he just really loves talking about his world-famous pancakes to everybody. You know, you come over, he talks about them when you're there. He talks about them when you're out and about. Goldie. She says she loves them too. She just fawns all over them when you visit, like eating the pancakes. You know, she's mm-hmm. like, do you want more syrup? Do you want more Nutella? Whatever. Right. She, have you tried the blueberries? You know, like she's really into them as well. And, I, and I've eaten them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You've eaten them. Okay. They're good. They're, They're really good, good pancakes. Good. Okay. And, and I mean, you know, pancakes are pancakes. Right. They can only be so good. But the fact that Kurt is so into them and so excited about them, and he's just such a fun guy to be around when you eat pancakes with him. That that makes them taste that much more delicious. Sure. Some other day, week later, you're out at Snug Harbor. That's a diner in Santa Monica. I go there all the time. You're with some other friends, Mm -hmm. and Goldie is sitting at the bar by herself, and she's talking to the guy making the pancakes there, and she starts bad-mouthing Kurt's pancakes. What? And how the Snug Harbor pancakes are the best pancakes. They're way better than Kurt's, even though you kind of think, well, not really, but... You know, they're okay. Yeah. Again, his it's all about the presentation of, of Kurt Pancakes. So maybe there might be some truth to it. Yeah, you, you don't know. But Goldie is bad-mouthing him mm. as you're kind of contemplating this and watching Goldie. She still hasn't seen you. She doesn't know you're there. A robot from the future comes in and tries to kill a <laughs> what? totally different woman. Not Goldie Hawn, not you. Some other woman that you don't even know. Robot comes in and is going to try and, is trying to kill her. Oh my God. What do you do? Well, so the, the question is, do I stop this verbal assault on Kurt Russell or do I save a woman's life? No. <laughs> no. I gave you I gave you a very specific scenario. A okay, killer um, robot is in that is in the room. There's many different things you can do. I don't want I, I don't want to guide you here because is it he's a it's a robot. It's a full robot. It's not a cyborg. I don't know why that's it, important. It's well, yeah. It's like a robot cyborg thing. It's like a Terminator. Okay. So I'm going to try and fight. I'm going to try and stop the murder from happening while also letting Goldie know that she's being a bitch. So I'm going to be like, I'm going to be like, Kurt's pancakes are awesome. And that's going to like all my fight moves are going to be about Kurt. Like, Kurt, Kurt loves you. How could you say that? When I'm doing karate chops. And oh, stuff. man. Two birds with one stone. Let me ask you this. You get a personal chef for the rest of your life. Okay. Free of charge. All right. Ingredients and everything. You're just going to have meals sorted. Oh, wow. Okay. But this person will live with your family, and it happens to be Wilbur Waitley. What? <laughs> what? Wilbur Waitley, live-in chef. The dog didn't kill him. Uh, Is it worth it? Is it worth it to not have to make those mealtime decisions? Oh, God, dude. There's, I got so many questions here. Mm-hmm. Is there any guarantee that he will not hurt me or my family? Yeah, he, he's not going to hurt you guys. No. 
Okay, but he's, you don't know what he's going to be up to some sinister stuff. Probably when he's not cooking, you don't know what he's doing. But sure, you know he's going to the library a lot. You know, <laughs> sure, sure, okay. He could definitely impact the world in a bad way. But you know, you're eating free. Wow, is he a good cook? Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, nutritious. It's Wilbur Watley. Does he smell bad? Yeah, he's got some poor personal hygiene habits. Look, mm. he's like all tentacled up and weird and furry right, and stuff. So that, right. com- that comes across. Like when you go to the bathroom, sometimes there's like weird fur on the wall and stuff. You know? uh, yeah, no, that's too much. I can't do it. Yeah. Would you? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I just hate deciding what to eat, man. <laughs> it's the worst. I think I could compartmentalize. I'd be like, well, I don't know much about the guy. All I know is the food's here. It's fresh. It's awesome. Okay. Okay. Well, I got one for you. Food related. What? If you could have only one food, what would that food be? Egg rolls. Wow. You had a... Wait, can I just do... Can I do uh, appetizers? Could I say that? Or does it have to be a specific food? A specific food. Yeah. Egg rolls. But you really had that in your pocket. You're ready to go with that one. I'm just hungry right now, and that's what I want. So I would probably regret that pretty quickly. Right. Do I need it for nutrition? Because then that would be a bad decision. No, no. We'll say whatever it is that you're eating will give you all that you need to survive and be healthy. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think if that were the case, then I'd want something appetizer and fried, which is terrible, but I, I think I would. No, that makes sense. Egg rolls are pretty delicious. I would say yeah. in the same vein, like pot stickers. Man. Bet you pot stickers, man. Or uh, um, the cream cheese wontons. Oh, that's like a Midwestern wow, food. Yeah. Oh, those are so good. Those are really good. Yeah, I could eat those forever, I think. Let me ask you a little bit of a deeper question. Sure. So you have the ability, you gain the ability. I don't know how this happened, but you gain the ability to look at a specific moment in your life in the future. This as many times as you want. So you can say, I want to look at, you know, 2022, April 7th. Oh, my God. 3 p.m. And you'll just get a glimpse, maybe like 15 seconds of whatever you are doing at that point. So you don't see, uh, you know, worldwide what's going on. Oh, I see. You just see through your eyes whatever you will be doing at that point. Now, of course, you go a little too far, it's just black. Right. So you can triangulate death. Oh my God, yeah, 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 yeah. Would you use this power? Is this a future set in stone or is this a malleable timeline? Oh, good question. Well, I'm not actually sure. You just know that you can do this. So how honest it is, you're not sure. Right, okay. Right, because obviously you would be influenced by seeing these things and you might make different decisions. So... But then again, by me seeing those things, those decisions would have been made already. So I would be seeing myself after knowing I had seen myself in the past. Possibly. But I don't know. All you know is you get these glimpses and they feel right. Yeah, hell yeah. And I would start coming up with some some schemes, man. I say like, okay, noon every day, I'm going to look at the stock market page. Oh, I see. Uh... So I will look noon, you know, a week in advance and see what the stock market is or, you know, anything like that. So I would I'd game it out. Hardcore. Yeah, totally. That's a great idea. I would just be worried that I'd be like, oh, heck, let's try it out. Let's look at next Tuesday. And it's just, I'm dead. You know, (laughs) like, oh, no. Well, (laughs) yeah. I kind of don't want to know when that's going to happen, you know. I mean, it's going to definitely happen. And if that's that's the cost, if that's the cost of of knowing the future, you know, what's the what? I know, I already know I'm going to die. When isn't going to make much of a difference. So, yeah, I would be Okay. okay. Would you? You wouldn't do that? I'm a little nervous about it. It would be a little too tempting to not do it. So yeah, yeah, I'd do it. I would do it. Here's one for you. You're at an office gift exchange, a white elephant gift thing. So nobody knows who, you you got somebody's name and they don't know that you're the one giving them the gift. And you have this hipster coworker who's really into irony and that kind of thing. And you found this shirt at the Goodwill that says world's greatest grandma. So you thought, this is great. I'm going to buy this for him. You guys are doing the exchange. It's about three away from him. And somebody mentions to you during the exchange that his grandmother just died. Oh. 
that week. Now, again, he's not going to know it's you that gave him the gift, although there probably will be some kind of... Uh, People will figure it out. Some detective work that happens after. Sure. I mean, what, what, what do you do in that scenario? Okay, it's own it. That's one of your options. You either own it and just go, hey, look, I got you this present. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's appropriate, so I'm just going to take it back and I'll, I'll get you something else. I'm, I'm really sorry. And then if he presses me and wants to know, then I'll, I'll I'll tell him. I just tell him what it was. Oh, man. I could see that situation developing so badly so quick. Hey, hey, you know what? I got to take my gift back real quick. You know what? I, th- I don't think it's appropriate. And everybody goes, ooh, what is it? And then finally they open it up and it would just be a crush. But see, that would be awesome. <laughs> it would be awesome if I was also in that gift exchange and it wasn't me that gave the gift. That would be the greatest day at the office ever. <laughs> oh, no, well, I mean, if everybody was being like, all, ooh, what is it? And everybody's being a jerk about it and not taking me at my face value. Oh, yeah. It kind of turns on them. That's true. Then they become accomplices. I was trying to do the right thing. I think that's a win. Yeah. Honesty is the best yeah. policy. I think you're right. I would do the same. What do you got for me? So you're doing some seaside splunking with a group of people. Okay. That means... Definitely a hypothetical because I don't go in caves. No, you hate caves. You hate caves. Yeah. Uh, You're going in these caves. It's by the the sea. So there's water Uh that goes up. The tide starts to come up and everybody has to get out of the cave. You get out first. No problem. And then the guy behind you gets out or doesn't actually get out. He tries to get out, but he's really big. He's like a real big, heavyset guy. And he gets stuck in the cave entrance. Okay. okay, there's six people inside and the tide is rising. There isn't enough time for you to go and call and get help. Yeah. Okay, before this cave is flooded and everybody inside drowns to death. Okay. Oh my God. But the big guy, his head is out of the cave, so he won't die. Just below his waist will be underwater. Oh. You've got a knife. You could kill this guy and hack him apart to open the way for the other people. Oh my God. To get out. Oh, jeez, man. But would you? I wonder if I would even have the fortitude to do that. I mean, obviously, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few, right? I mean, yeah. I'm not going to let all those people die in there. But I have to murder this guy to his face and then carve up his body to get him out? Yeah. I could probably go to jail for that, too, huh? <sighs> I mean, it. Uh, yeah, possibly, but that's six people. That's not just one dude. That's six people's lives you saved. And I would have to think that a judge would kind of cut you some slack on that one. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Maybe not. You could potentially go to jail for it as well. I just feel like I wouldn't have the faculty to do it. So I'd stab him a little and he'd just be like, ow, ow, <laughs> you know, trying to cut him up and it wouldn't be working. And all those people <laughs> would just die here and this guy screams. And then he would get out and be all scarred up and be like, you're an asshole, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I would, I would, I think, try to kill him and carve him up to get them out of there. But wow. I just feel like I'd, prob- I'd probably do a bad job. Wouldn't you? No. Really? No, You'd I let couldn't just, do it. This is fate. And I couldn't do it. Yeah. I couldn't. I, I just couldn't stamp a, a guy. You know, like it, would, it would be, I would always be thinking there must have been something else I could have done. And I would try and do something. I oh, would try yeah. and either pull him out or find some, some kind of something to, even though I knew deep down it probably wasn't going to work. I'd still try and I couldn't. Oh God, yeah. I couldn't just stab a guy. What if you carved them all up and you're there and you have just blood and gore all over you and you pull them out and then nobody's in there? Huh? Hello? And then you <laughs> come out of another exit. <laughs> hey, we're over here, dude. What, what are you guys up to? <laughs> no. Uh... You're right. The lives of the many outweigh the lives of the one. Yeah. There's a very old ethical dilemma that I'm Well, sure. And, and there's a lot of different ways that this gets, you know, there's the train tracks, right? You don't yeah. the train and save these people, whatever. The, the only thing with that is that there is a certain element of playing God with it. Events conspire to have this happen. And is it really... Because what if this guy who's stuck is the, the guy that has the cure for cancer? You know what I mean? So it's like he saved yeah, sure. and these people, you save six worthless people and kill the one person who actually was of value. So there's that too. But what if yeah, this guy is totally worthless and the six people inside are these awesome scientists? 
Well, then they've all played into my plan, haven't they? <laughs> well, I think I know what you're going to answer this one with then, too, based on that. I, okay. You're at SeaWorld. Sure. Two things. You're at SeaWorld and you're a mad scientist. Oh, okay, great. These killer whales that are at SeaWorld are just seriously abused. They shouldn't be there. Yeah. You know, they have terrible lives. Mm-hmm. And you, through your mad scientist powers, can morph them into creatures with legs who will instinctively march toward the sea. Oh, the minute that you you press a button on your device and a laser shoots from a satellite and they all get legs and they're going to storm through that park and get out of there. But, you know, you only based on the positioning of the satellite, you only have a five minute window to do this. It's a very busy day at the park. So there are a lot of people there who will be in the path of the killer whales with legs. (sighs) Shoot. Do you do it now? They might just storm out of there and get away. But there's potential for danger. There's a lot of potential for danger. Mm, Yeah, no, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. I wouldn't do it. At first I was thinking I'd do it, but then now that I, if a bunch of people might get hurt for a, for a few killer whales, uh, yeah, I couldn't. <laughs> I don't think, after that last conversation we had, I think I changed my mind on it. At first I'm like, well, I don't know, roll the dice. <laughs> but now I'm thinking. God, what if it's like some kids there and stuff? And oh God, it's just, that's yeah. horrific. I can't even think about it. There's, uh, you know, if I'm a mad scientist, I can find another way to get those killer whales out of there for sure. That's true. Here's a question for you. You're with Matt Barisi. Always a good time. Yes. Excellent. You're visiting him and you guys are going to hit this fast food restaurant that he says is really good. Now you get there. There's the menu. You're not sure what you want. He says, oh, you got to get this thing that's not on the menu. It's like a secret, you know, kind of like in and out got, you know, you can get your burger animal style or whatever. It's something that you. Wait, what's the animal style? Is that just like on the ground in the dirt? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> anyway, you go along with it. Matt says you got to order this, whatever it is. Okay. So you go, okay. And it's a sandwich. It's uh looks pretty good. He's got one. You've got one. You know, you pull out of the parking lot, get stuff out of the bag. You take a bite of the sandwich and you immediately orgasm against your wife. <laughs> Just like fire off in your pants. <laughs> it's really body shaking. Like, whoa. <laughs> now, Matt is over there chowing down on the sandwich, too. And he's smiling to himself. But you can't tell if he had the same experience as you. Oh, wow. Or not. Yeah. How do you deal with this? Well, Matt Barisi is my bosom companion. Uh-huh. I would tell him. You would tell him that you just came in your pants. I would go, dude, this sandwich just made me have an orgasm in my pants right now. He goes, what, what are you talking about, dude? D- does that, did that happen to you when you eat this thing? And then he never talks to you again. Oh, you no. You failed that one. You failed. Oh, no. Bosom my- companions no more. Oh, my friend Barisi, no. Yeah. What did you make oh. the wrong decision? Wow. Yeah, I'm sorry. I t- some of these have a right answer, and that was the wrong one. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> Man, that really bummed me out. I love what if, it. Okay, so what if it wasn't Matt and it was somebody that you just casually know? Oh. Would you say anything? Would you take a second bite? Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't I? Especially once, I mean, once your pants are done for, then. Uh. That's so true. You can, okay, so you've got the superpower. Yeah. You can say something. Mm-hmm. Basically, sentence. You can say sentence. Yeah. And the whole world will hear you say it. Oh. What do you say? I would advertise, right? Because what what, what could you say that would really oh, right. influence somebody's life? I wouldn't no. say, you know, everybody be good to each other. No way. People would be like, whoa, did you hear that? I did too. That's weird. Although if you did do that and everybody shared notes, then they might think it was some divine. Maybe some people would shape up because they'd go, oh, God's real. Oh, whoa. So you would impersonate a deity. Well, what if you just say, you know, you know, everybody be kind to each other. And then, did you hear that? Yeah, I heard that too. And then they compare notes with neighbors. It gets on the news. People would think that some kind of divine thing happened. Yeah. Yeah, what it, but, well, okay. I mean, what I was originally going to say was hppodcraft.com. You know, just be <laughs> what was that? I don't know. We better go check it out. Come on, Jim. 
fire up the computer. Yeah. But now that I think about it, you could actually maybe make a difference. You know, I mean, what else would you say to people that would be? What would you say? Probably advertisement would was of course my first <laughs> instinct as well, because if everybody in the world knew that you existed, you know, they would at least check you out, and that would be a big thing on the news. Like oh, this guy just yeah spoke, and everybody in the world heard it. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're on the right track with that, Pfeiffer, with the just saying, everybody be good to each other, treat everybody with respect and kindness. Here's one, you know, we got some suggestions from folks when we did this last strategy show. Okay, Here's okay. one from Eldritch Scary. Sure. Sony Pictures asks each of you to adapt your favorite Spider-Man storyline into a standalone movie. Which story is it? Oh, uh, Craven's Last Hunt. Easy. Yeah. Or The Wedding. Spider-Man Get Married was kind of a big deal. And that was kind of a cool story because, you know, he still has his problems and things like that. Yeah, yeah. I liked The Wedding and The Honeymoon stuff. But, uh, you know, I effing hate One More Day where he wishes his marriage to Mary Jane never happened. That was like one of the worst things that ever happened to Spider-Man. It's so stupid. I'm still angry about it. I think Craven's Last Hunt probably will get made at at some point. You know what I would do is there was that weird period of time when he was the superior Spider-Man and Doc Ock had taken over his brain. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's actually not that I want to do, but there was a book that came, this was like 2014, called The Superior Foes of Spider-Man. Oh, right. Yeah. I loved it. It was like a Sinister Six, but they were all junky C-list villains. Yeah. Mm Spider-Man's not even in it, but it's about him anyway because, you know, that's they're, they're teaming up because... They're all ex-villains of his. Mm-hmm. That collection was so funny to me. I think it would make a great miniseries or even just a, a great film. I, I want to ask you this last one because I've, I've got a good idea with it. Okay. Superpower here. Oh, okay. Another one. You become super powerful like Dr. Manhattan omnipotent. Okay? Yeah. From Watchmen, you know, the big blue guy. Right. What do you do with this power? Is there anything specifically you wouldn't do? Uh, I. That's so tough. That's so difficult. I don't know how much I want to have influence over other people's lives, you know? Yeah, yeah. For me, I think the first thing I would do is just sort of try to expand my awareness so I had a better idea of, like, you know, what's going on in the world, what things are really like, what's the true nature Mm, of the planet and of the universe. I fear that that wouldn't be that. I mean, it would just sort of be like, well, it's all random and crazy, right? And then you go, okay, so I know that now. I don't know. That brings up so many crazy questions because... I guess I could just make everything fine for everybody, right? Yeah, yeah, you could. Certainly after we did that story, The Rat, I'm not going to have people be immortal or anything. Like no, that. no. So if death is there, then there, I mean... I, I've been thinking about it. This is I, I really asked this question so I can answer it. Yeah, yeah, please, please. I would terraform Venus. Oh, you make a, another stop I make a everybody. whole new planet, yeah. Because Venus is about the same size as Earth, so it, it would have the same gravity. Mars is a little too small. Right. Now, I know Venus has got, like, crazy acidic environment, and it's super, super hot. But if I'm Doc Manhattan, I can change all that. Yeah, you just fix it, and then you change the atmosphere in such a way that it yeah. protects, you know, you'd want to do everything that the Earth has, an electromagnetic yeah. force around it to, to, to exactly. get the radiation off. I can off do that. You can do all that. I'm Doc Manhattan. And then once I do that, then I can go to the people of Earth, and I go, look, I've just made another Earth. I've made a new planet. And I want people that are thoughtful and kind. These are the people that I want to live on this planet. And if you are one of those people, you can come live there. That's pretty good. And it would be like kind of a utopia. You know, there would be all the energy and the things would be, you know, you'd That's have a great like answer. fusion and things like that. And I'm so- kind of excited about that now. Like it's going to happen. Like I, I got, you know what I mean? Like when somebody tells you about a movie that's coming or something, I got like a little bit of excitement. Like this Venus is, is, is going to happen. And I would like it because it kind of cuts through all the politics and the, the BS about stuff. Like you just go, look, 
This is a plant for nice people. If you're going to be nice to people, this is where you go. This is the place for you. Everybody's going to be nice to each other. People would kind of stop thinking about politics and like, well, I'm on this side and I think this side and I think that. They would just go, oh, I need to be nice. Oh, to, to be able to go to the other planet. Yeah. Just be a nice person. Be a good person. Watch out for other people. Take care of other people. And you, with your Santa Claus-like knowledge of everybody's you know, good, good deeds and bad deeds, you would know who was who. Yeah. Well, I don't know how much, I don't know if Dr. Manhattan knew everything about everybody. He could see through time. He could see mm. the future and the past and things like that. But you would still, maybe, I, I wouldn't have ultimate knowledge. I wouldn't know what was going on with everybody. I would just have to take people on their word that they were nice. Yeah, and right. they would And they would be nice to each other. Of course, the, the problems will always happen because people will have conflicts and stuff. But hopefully we would be able to set up systems. And if you start bringing people in slowly, you can... You're not going to deal with too many people at once. Obviously, I have to work out a lot of these details. No, no, but I, but think, I think that's awesome, man. I actually would like to see that story to see how it would all, because of course, it's not all going to go well. Of course not. No, no, no. All right. Well, uh, those were more scenarios and some of our kind of half-assed uh, strategies. <laughs> <laughs> I hope this was as informative for you all as it was for us. And I hope you guys enjoyed listening to it. If you didn't, please just let us know in the comments. We'll stop doing these episodes. (laughs) We're still trying all kinds of things in these bonus spots, but I think it's fun. I enjoy it, but what's important is do you enjoy it? Please let us know. Let us know, and uh, we'll be back at your scene with some more episodes. For now, I'm Chad Pfeiffer. And I'm Chris Lackey. You've been listening to the H.P. Lovecraft Literary Podcast bonus content episode. Exclusively on Patreon. (laughs) HPPodcraft.com Beneath the cold light of the moon Howl the dog and the wolf And creeping things crawl out of the slide It is on nights like this Most people prefer to steer clear of the burial ground It is on nights like this That the creatures are said to appear And to walk And the moon, which controls all of the underworld, once again shines in radiant contentment. Time seems to stand still. Not so the ghouls, when a night of pleasure is at hand. And the moon, which controls all of the underworld, once again shines in radiant contentment. If I am not pleased by tonight's entertainment, I shall banish their souls to everlasting damnation.